Hi, welcome to the Church Split. My name is Will, and let's talk about a topic that has definitely split some churches. Okay, today we're going to talk about King James onlyism. Now, uh, this is a very loaded topic, and I want you to give you guys a full disclosure before I jump into this. This is going to take a long time for me to finish this entire series. It is something that I want to get into, one, the history of, then I want to get into the textual part, then I wanted to get into the criticisms part, and then I want to get to individual objections part. There's a lot to this, and it's something I'm passionate about, something I'm excited about, but also something that's going to take a solid minute. So um, just forgive us if we don't have, I'm going to try to keep a variety idea videos coming to you from this but one thing i also want to encourage is to help guys please hit the hit the like button hit the share button hit the subscribe button obviously because we deal with controversial topics we kind of get uh already like you'll notice some of our rebuttal videos get a lot of dislikes already um mainly because we're doing rebuttals or responses to people much bigger than us so they're of course uh swarming us there so if you want the word to get out a little bit please share it i know it deals with controversy so i get a lot of like private messages people going my goodness i really like what you do but uh yeah i'm too scared to share so um and i understand that i'm not saying go stir all the pots but i'm just saying hey i'd really appreciate any sharing you could do uh it would really help us grow and so anyway also we got some exciting things coming to the channel we got some interviews coming up with different people and it's something i'm very excited about finally getting off the ground after talking about it probably for about five months trying to do this so anyhow uh today we're talking about king james onlyism let's talk about this grand topic. So here's the thing. Full disclosure, I want you guys to understand that I actually used to be a King James Onlyist. Uh, I've mentioned in other videos my background. I was raised as an independent fundamental Baptist, and in those circles, uh, King James Onlyism is pretty popular. Now, also, full disclosure, my pastor growing up actually was not King James only, and he didn't adhere to it. He just preached out of the King James. But because he preached out of the King James, it tended to attract a lot of King James only. I didn't know until like I was a teenager, I think, that uh, we weren't a King James only church because King James onlyism was taught in all the other classes. And I'm not sure if people knew if even the pastor fully knew that I was being taught and indoctrinated. And so then I went to a place called uh, uh, Crown College of the Bible in Tennessee, and they te teach King James Onlyism. I've been to Fairhaven Baptist College. They teach King James Onlyism. And there's always something about it that always kind of was like, I do this because it's the Word of God. I was always thought, this is the Word of God. All the other ones are wrong. So I... For a while, I wouldn't tell people I'm the King James Bible. And you'll notice when you talk to King James only as they will say the KJB, not V. They'll not say King James Version because they say it's not a version. It's the King James Bible. It's the one Bible, the one book. And uh, all the other versions are essentially perversions. And uh, there are different camps of King James onlyism. Some are so extreme that you can only be saved if you heard the gospel out of the King James. Uh, I see uh, Stephen Anderson for, for such crazy. Craziness. And then there's others who are more uh, loose on it, and by loose, they're you know Texas Receptus only or majority text only, depending how far we move. So I'm I'm kind of like shotgunning you here. I, I'm doing a widespread response to this movement, and I want you guys to know that uh, I'm not trying to attack King James preferred people. Uh, I, I have no problem somebody saying they prefer the King James version. 
I, have an, I take issue with people who say it is the one and true only word of God, and I think there is some things to address here. And if you are King James only, you don't need to click off the video like, this guy's a heretic and an idiot. Well, you might be right on the idiot part, but anyway, uh, but please hear this out. Uh, one thing I noticed that what happens when this comes up is instantly people start showing you the variants or these other issues where the modern translations remove the Bible verses uh, that the King James didn't have. Uh, that the King James had and the other versions didn't have. And they show you these things going, and, I, and as a young and impressionable person, when you're getting told like, hey, look at how horrible that these things are perverted and twisted, you're looking at, oh my goodness, these things are missing verses. You're right, they are taking verses out. And especially if you're a little more less educated on this, and that's not an insult, it's just Bible history is complicated. You hear that, you know that the King James is the oldest, and when you see that this one has a bunch of things, and then these ones don't have a bunch of things, especially when you're uh, cherry-picking various texts, you go, man, this is horrible. Like, you're right, though, these things are perversions. They are removing parts of the Word of God. I'm going to stick to this one. So... This is uh, something that is probably pretty close to my heart, and that's mainly because the more and more I've gotten into it, I have known people who have lost friends over this topic. Uh, they've been kicked out of churches over this topic. I've seen people leave churches over this topic. I've seen people um, ridiculed over this topic in horrible ways, people who will never walk inside of a church just because of their Bible version. It's, it, it's a very vitriolic topic, and it's one that we need to get away from, and I think it's because of a lack of education and resources. So, um, the last thing uh, uh, that I actually gave up. So, for those of you guys who don't know, I went through a major change uh, in my theology and application probably around the age of 18. I started slowly shifting and changing, and I was at Bible college, and I was researching things more, and I was finding a lot of traditions and not a lot of Bible. And maybe a lot of you can relate to that. It was just like, wait, this is not what the Bible says. That's not what that actually means. And I dig and I ask questions, and I get ridiculed for asking questions. <laughs> and I was even told multiple times, well, we're the spiritual authority. We think this is best. And I'm like, well, yeah, but what about what the Bible says? What does what's that say? But anyway, so I want you guys to understand that the King James Bible thing was actually the last thing I gave up. Uh, I, I, I changed my stance on alcohol. I changed my stance on music and dress and everything else I'd ever been taught. And this was the one that was the last one because I was constantly saying, and in fact, I remember saying to a friend of mine when we were talking about some of these traditions that we were giving up, I remember telling him, and I think he's still King James only. Probably. Uh, and I remember telling him, like, yeah, but the one thing I won't give up is the King James Bible, because I'm telling you what right now, that is the word of God. And you don't mess with the word of God. And I said that almost verbatim. And uh, obviously here you can tell on my channel, I use the English Standard Version. So obviously I didn't stay in that camp and I, I kind of ate my words, so to speak. But it's okay to eat your words once in a while, as long as you admit you were wrong, right? So anyway... Uh, so as I went on with further education, as time went on, I continued my studies in theology and uh, other things and into the biblical languages. Once I started studying Greek and Hebrew, I found myself digging into the, some realm, into the realm to clarify some passages in the King James. And then I started finding that a lot of the words were translated wonky or that were translated even wrong. Uh, the, I have a video on here of the appearance of evil and uh, how this, that alone changes. And I felt so stupid because I, for those of you guys who don't know, I am actually very, I am fluent in American Sign Language. So I, so I talk to deaf people, not, not, not deaf 
people here are like dead people and I'm talking deaf people who can't hear anyway. Um, they're like, oh, wow, you talk to dead people? I'm like, no, not the sixth sense, deaf people. But anyway, uh, and, and in sign language, uh, when, I, when I would interpret or translate for services, and I used to run a deaf ministry, uh, it was one of those things where, you know, I realized that constantly throughout I had to kind of shift things a little bit to make the translation make sense. For example, certain phrases just didn't translate at all into sign language. A lot of the little word phrases we have, like trying to find a needle in a haystack, and you don't sign that in sign language. You just say it's hard to find. You have to summarize the thought. Uh, I know a friend of mine who was from a missionary in Mexico, and they had a phrase, uh, <laughs> I don't have hair on my tongue. Anyway, and that phrase means I'm not a liar. And that doesn't translate well to English, right? So when you're dealing with languages that are thousands of years old, you can only imagine how difficult some of these things are to translate. So I basically realized that the textual argument also, like between majority text, Alexandrian text, and all this stuff, was far more complicated than what I was originally told. Uh, so I decided uh, I'd look into rebuttals of King James onlyism and King James onlyism versus the rebuttals. And he, but the biggest issue is that I've noticed on this particular topic, there's a lot of information from King James only camps, but not a lot of information out there for the opposition. In fact, the only person that really pushes back hard on this is Dr. James White. And he write, wrote a really good book on it called The King James uh, Controversy. I'd totally recommend reading it. He's got a few debates up on it. But that's, only, that's about as much information as you can find there. So you had to re I really had to start digging. And I found some interesting articles and other things to compare to. And then once I started doing my own studies, I started really realizing this doesn't hold up. So full disclosure again. I'm sorry. I'm taking a while to get into this video. And I'm already 10 minutes in. But full disclosure again, I do not hate the King James Version. Honestly, for its time, it is actually a very marvel of to even exist and it is a work and work of art all things considered uh, i regularly get accused of hating king the king james version um i don't i actually own more king james versions in my house than any other version of the bible uh so there's that but most verses i have also memorized in the king james in fact it's really funny when i'm preaching out of my english standard i'll come to a familiar passage that i'm used to from the king james and i start stumbling over the words and I start stumbling over the words because I'm so used to saying it in the King James way, and I'm now re restructuring the, word, the words a little bit, and I'm just stumbling and having a heck of a time. So, also, I want you guys to understand that in this video series, I'm going to be very straightforward, and I'm going to be very candid. Uh, this is not meant to be an attack on anyone. This is only meant to be open and honest, as I know they would be, as those who disagree would be with me. So, with that being said, I want to hop into it, and I want to bring as much truth as possible, and maybe you'll change your mind, or at least it'll equip you to appreciate the Bible more. So, all of that out of the way. I think it's time we go start go covering the history of the English Bible. So this is going to be the first part of this series, which is going to be dealing with the history of the English Bible. We're going to, we're going to go through timeline-wise, and this can be kind of dry for those of you who are not historians or people who are real big history buffs. Honestly, I'm not a huge history buff. I'm more of a theology and philosophy buff. So for me, even studying this could have been, was a little dry. But I think it's important that you understand the structure here before and it will help us paint a better picture about King James onlyism. And I really do think biblical history is the biggest Achilles heel to King James onlyism.
So first and foremost, we all, there is of course that big moment in church history called the Reformation. You are all very familiar with this. October 31st in 1517, Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the Wittenberg door. So this of course kickstarted the Protestant movement and there are some major principles that came from this movement. Remember the Catholic Church did, not, and this is going to come up a lot in the series, did not allow this to be in, in the Bible, to be in any common tongue. It was their way of controlling things. Uh, and so there's some major principles that came out of this. One, the Bible is the ultimate authority. You might have heard people say sola scriptura. This came out during the Reformation. This mean, that means scripture alone. Two, all believers are part of the priesthood of God. And thereby, we all must take responsibility to get to know God personally. So what follows logically is that we all need the Bible in our own language for our own personal study. So the history of the English Bible is actually a very bloody history. It's a very... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just violent. It is just a violent history, and uh, one that is religious and political, and it is also social. There's a lot of things happening because remember that the Catholic Church wasn't just the church; it was also the government. It was it was in hand in hand with the with the crown, oftentimes. So I'm just going to end this video with a, this quote, which is: "No literary work has had so much influence in the English language as the translation of the Bible." Yet, the cost for providing the English-speaking people with a Bible must be counted in the blood of men who sought to translate it. So when we go, as we go through, and we're going to jump into the history of the text in the next video, I want you guys to understand the fact that there has been many people who have died to give us the Bible that you have today. So first and foremost, appreciate what you have. Appreciate the people who died to bring it there. Appreciate those who sacrificed the ultimate sacrifice and martyred themselves for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of the word of God. So we're going to go through the history of the English Bible in the next text. We're gonna, in the next video, it's going to probably be a bit longer than this one, but I want you to stick around. And I want you to watch this. And please guys, if you like these videos, share them along. Maybe this will help somebody out. So anyway, my name is Will. This has been The Church Split, part one of the King James Only Controversy.